This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. Gusto in Ratatouille probably did me a couple of favours. <laughs> um. <laughs> I love that you've so far name dropped Richard Branson and also Ratatouille. <laughs> well, hello, Smithy. How are you? Mate, I'm good. I've got a bit of date news for you. <gasps> this is exciting. <laughs> tell me no, everything. No, no, it is not exciting. Oh, <laughs> okay. really funny is every time I tell my friends I've got a date news, they're like, oh my God, I can't wait, I can't wait. And I'm like, nah, everyone just calm your tits. It's dating in your 30s in 2022. It's not that exciting. Uh, it's, no, it's basically, it's just like, fuck's sake. I, do, I wanted to share this on the podcast. So I said, I've said recently that I'm going to be a bit more, um, I'm going to have boundaries about what I share on the podcast and online about my dating life because one, I should and I want to and two, I'm a little bit worried at some point in time if I do get a boyfriend and he listens to all these episodes that me talk about all these boys. So, but I, will, I do want to share this story because I hope that it provides some comfort and also just like kudos to my other single girls out there. We are doing it right. So I went away uh, last weekend for a girls weekend away with my friends and it was fucking awesome. And then I was chatting to this guy the week before and we sort of like, I was like, oh, I might be free on the Sunday if I get home in time, blah, blah, blah. And so we'd like arranged to go like for dinner on the Sunday night. A woman's instinct, right? If you could bottle it and sell it to the men, they'd need it. (laughs) It's just, I just want to say that your instinct, if you're out there and you're dating at the minute, if you've got an instinct about something, you are right. I've never been wrong. I've like about red flags or anything like that. I've never been wrong. And this guy is harmless as hell, but I knew the second, the second I got there that it was not going to be for me. And he was, he kissed me straight away. He was really forceful. I didn't like that. And it, there just wasn't a romantic spark there. I didn't like the forceful thing. That did make me uncomfortable, but yeah. there was no spark there. And I'd even said to my friends the day, I was like, oh, I don't think I should really go on it. He's been trying, he's been like really sexual on text message really quickly. I don't like that. He's got this red flag. But I was like, I'm so conscious of how <laughs> my, like my mother calls me a man hater and I don't think she's incorrect. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be better and I'm trying to like give people a chance and, and be a bit better at my own issues with commitment and men and stuff. So I tried, but yeah, let it be known. A woman's instinct is always right. So if you don't want to go on a date with somebody and there's something in the pit of your stomach, don't do it. Sound advice. I hope you left. Did you leave? Uh, it was a quick date. Yeah. He, he kissed me afterwards, which again, I, I didn't really want, but it happened. And uh, then I did text him afterwards, my standard Thank you. It was lovely to meet you, but I didn't feel a spark romantically. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> Good in all you. your endeavours. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done you. I'm proud that you yeah, did that. And yeah, here's the following your gut instinct. However, enough about boys. Laura Gosling's her tickets! She did. Oh my God, I'm so excited! I cannot wait. I'm so excited. If anyone else is listening and they're going on the Wednesday uh, at the A2 in London, so we'd love to say hi to you, but we're so excited. We are um, so excited. I was hoping she'd do a UK tour. When it came up, I'd literally have had it in my diary for forever. And at like 10 minutes to 12, the release at 12, like I was like in conversation with Matt. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And um, just need you to be really, really quiet for like 10 minutes. And then it's like one minute to 12 and he started talking. I was like, and I was really lucky. Literally, my fingers have never moved so fast in all of my life. Um, and yeah, I got tickets. I'm Can't so wait. excited. I just, 
I think it's going to be one of those moments where you're just going to be in a room full of like-minded babes and boys and we're just going to, it's just going to be such a good night, mate. I think we should get drunk. I just really want to meet her as well. And I'm going to do a really shameless, uh, cringy <laughs> thing now and say like, if anyone knows her or like has connections <laughs> to her, could you please make mine and Lauren's dreams come true? And uh put a good word in thanks I mean obviously we'd love to have her on the podcast but we'll settle for meeting her at the concert won't we won't we Lauren mate I'll settle for a phone call I don't care <laughs> like I'll settle for a handshake I just want I mean we'd like we want to get her on the podcast we will try everything humanly possible so get her on the podcast guys and help get us to meet her in real life and yeah I will never ask anything ever again <laughs> <laughs> It's time for a word from today's sponsor, Typology. Typology is a simple but really effective French skincare brand and we bloody love it. We all know how complicated skincare can be and for literally no reason, can I just add, uh, so many products are packed with loads of ingredients that really don't do anything for your skin or it might even cause issues for your skin if it's sensitive like mine. Um, However, with Typology, you can actually fill out a diagnostic test and then they tell you which products will work for you and all the products, they only use ingredients that will enhance how effective it is. So they never use things like fragrances, um, which if you've got sensitive skin like me, you'll know what a huge win that is because hello, red rash. <laughs> so they sent us some goodies and I've been using the uh, the Rosehip Botanical Oil. And first of all, it smells delicious, uh, which is what I want when I'm putting stuff all over my face. But also I literally am loving the packaging. It looks like those old like bottles that you get in apothecary shops and they look really expensive and they're, the products are really high quality. Like, I love the oil, um, but they're really reasonably priced. Yeah, really wonderful brand. So if you want to try out Typology and support the podcast while you're doing it, you can go to uk.typology.com forward slash love yourself that's uk.typology.com forward slash love yourself and you'll get a free lip and cheek balm worth 16 pounds when you check out laura we have wanted to do this episode for such a long time to the point where i'm sure when we first sat down and wrote down that like huge list of episodes this was one of them i mean let's take a moment for the fact that we have a boy in the room we have a man on the podcast (laughs) we have a man on the podcast and we're going to talk about said man and we're also going to talk about male body image So we have got a fantastic guest for you today. His name is Aaron Middleton. You may recognise him from last year's MasterChef, The Professionals. He was cheated from uh, taking the winning (laughs) spot in my... No, I'm joking. He wasn't. He was was, uh, an amazing contestant and uh, is a friend of mine, uh, has become a friend of mine. Basically, I just can't get rid of him now. He just like passes me all the time for like stuff. (laughs) Mainly tips about cooking, I think. Mm. (laughs) Jokes. How to keep Um, a tidy bench. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we're 10 seconds in, he's already burning and that's the best burn so far. I'm getting roasted, aren't I? Oh my God, I'm so excited for this episode. (laughs) Welcome, Aaron, you cheeky git. How are you? Very well, girls. Very well, ladies. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for having me, first of all. Anytime. It's weird to hear a man's man's voice on the podcast. So our motto for Go Love Yourself is the way that you look is the least interesting thing about you so Aaron what is the most interesting thing about you I think it's that I'm a chef really I can sail you can sail boats Uh, yeah I can dive I feel like you're doing yourself a bit of disservice there really and also I feel like you've given clues because you said that you love to sail and dive so Aaron was and actually before we went to MasterChef you were a private chef for Richard Branson were you not 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was part oh. of a team. So they've got like, um, so his his house over there is essentially a hotel as well. Um, so it'll oh be God. part of private chefing for them and then the clients that they bring onto the island. So yeah. So. It's Necker Island, isn't it? The yeah, famous Necker Island. What's it yeah. like? I can't remember much, if I'm honest. <laughs> Good time then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it can't good, remember man. much code for I signed an NDA and I can't tell you. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was free. <laughs> Everything was free on the island. So that's what <laughs> Oh, for goodness God. sake. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, and we had to stay there during lockdown as well. Ooh. Oh, no. We were restricted awful. to one bar at a time. <laughs> Wait, I've got a violin somewhere. Yeah. The smallest violin playing the world's saddest song just for you. See, oh, God, I literally am so jealous. That might have been the best lockdown that anyone in the entire globe had. Yeah, yeah, we were pretty lucky. We were pretty lucky. <laughs> so how did you end up being a chef then? Like, have you always love food it kind of started when i was younger my mum love her dearly um obviously uh but on a monday we'd have sausage casserole on a tuesday we'd have chicken casserole and on a wednesday it'd be casserole surprise which would be <laughs> which would be either chicken or sausage um, so it led me to sort of start cooking for myself um so yeah i went into the cupboards we also had like great food around my nan's house Mm. Um, you know, she's always had something in the oven, all freshly cooked. We had a we had a, a roast on a Wednesday, um, which a was amazing as well. Wednesday, yeah, man, yeah, Wednesday roast. <sighs> so we could have another one on the Saturday. Love. But yeah, anyway, the whole childhood love, love, love. was centralised around food. Yeah, people told me I was good at it as well, which is obviously a big motivation when you're younger. If, doesn't matter what it is. If someone says you're good at it, you'll probably end up doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, left school. Um, I was either going to go into the army or into cooking. There was a guy who, um, who used to work at Le Manoir. He came to the village and opened a cookery school. So I went there and I was his apprentice, like weighing stuff out and, uh, and yeah, stuff like that. And then he sort of put me through the door of kitchens and, and fine dining and stuff. And it sort of went from there, really. Okay. So how do we go from like being an apprentice to being a private chef for Richard Branson on Necker oh, Island? I just please? get shouted at a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just get- <laughs> <laughs> it's being a chef literally like he's a master chef because I watch master chef and I'm just like oh those poor people but is that just that's just hospitality life isn't it yeah I think so I, it's, it's tricky mate because like every part of you when you're in the kitchen is questioned if there's a mistake if there's something that's gone wrong you have to really um, weigh up why that thing has happened you know what I mean and you can either start blaming everyone else and um, you know rebelling and all the rest of it or you can look at your actions and see how you can change those in order to sort of not make it happen next time so hardcore that's such a hardcore career (laughs) it is but it's only dinners do you know what I mean? You're just okay. cooking dinners at the end okay. of the day. <laughs> yeah, you know. it's just dinner. Michelin yeah. style fish, just dinner. I like that. It's expensive um, dinner, but it's dinner nonetheless. And I wonder, like, obviously, you know, our podcast is all about like body confidence. So we really did want to talk to you about that. I wonder what it was like being on MasterChef. Like, did you have any kind of negativity like on trolling and stuff? Because I know like when I went on Bake Off, like some of the first things that I read about myself was about my weight. And I wondered what it was like for you being a man a boy as you like to be called um, <laughs> we introduced him earlier as a man and, we, and he was like boy boy um, was it any different for you what was the um, kind of reaction like or, or 
Were people um, nice, generally? Out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's kind of always been a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was the thing, like, you know, filming was coming up. I knew the date that it was coming up. And I was like, I want to be this weight before I film. Yeah. The filming days would come closer and closer. And, you know, the pressure is how it is and habits are how they are. So there, there's always like a constant underlying thought that goes towards it. And I think... I don't, I don't think that differs much between genders, really, from the women that I've spoken to about this sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems to be just like a human worry, um, you know, that whole how you're presented within the world. So, yeah, the, the, the episodes were coming up and I wanted to be a certain way and wanted to look a certain way. And I remember buying like a, a size down chef whites ready for that. <laughs> I never fit into. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. um, luckily enough, I, I didn't really get that much hate. Do you know what I mean? There's the odd comment online on the videos at the minute, but I don't know. I don't know if being a bigger guy and being a chef is more of like the iconic look. Like, do you know what I mean? Gusto in Ratatouille probably did me a couple of favours. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that you've so far name dropped Richard Branson and also Ratatouille. Like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's um, a little bit more cliche towards a, a big chef or, you know, don't trust a skinny chef or whatever it yeah, might be. Yeah. So so maybe that played in my favour when it came to trolling. But I, I, I didn't really receive much, which I'm grateful for. But it definitely was a worry. It's so good that you didn't and I'm so glad you didn't because it's been awful but it's so interesting you know what you just said about don't trust a skinny chef and that is a thing yeah but Laura got a bunch of hate for being a plus size baker and you thought you'd say that you know it's just it's just madness but either way I'm just so glad you didn't receive the hate and you kind of I've never really I've never spoken to a man about body image this is the first conversation I'm having with a dude about body image so it's really interesting that you like you feel the same. Yeah, I'm it's of, tricky. It's yeah. Like even going on. So one of the rounds, it was a it was a pop up round. So we had to do like street food, and we had t shirts instead of chef whites. My t shirt was like tight, like tight. You know what I mean? So like the whole thing, I was just like I was just like a little bit further leaning further forward. And these are all like um, subconscious subtle changes that I I've done, you know, throughout growing up and stuff like that, just to make the front bit look a bit flatter. It's a, it's a constant thing because it is there, you know, but the outside influences from MasterChef have been, they've all been very supportive, you know what I mean, which is good. good. My mates are probably the most horrible people I know. <laughs> this is kind of, do you know what? This is what I wanted to get into, right? Because this is the thing, this is the vast difference with, with female friendships and male friendships. Yeah. That's quite a sweeping statement, but on the whole is what I find. So I've just come home from a, a girl's weekend away and we are like each other's fucking biggest fans cheerleaders yeah. all the time yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I'm able to kind of give some of the stuff that I'm learning for this podcast to the girls mm. when we have like bad body image days and stuff like that boys on the other hand are bastards right <laughs> and it's the thing isn't it like the, I, it, it, it's kind of like it's the bad right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's Bance. the banter the versus Bance. like you're just being fucking cruel yeah 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 like when I was growing up like I had a group of mates at school and then I had a group of mates in the town and we'd all sort of hang around all the time and everyone had their little ail ailment do you know what I mean one of them was stupid the other one was had a massive baby face the other one was really short and angry do you know what I mean <laughs> there was another yes. big guy there was um, like everyone had their sort of thing and it was just like who would take it in turns to sort of rip each other out and that sounds horrible and it was pretty horrible do you know what I mean and there's a couple of ways of looking at this you can look at it as like something that really um, shouldn't ever be done and you should always be your best friend sort of biggest fan and all the rest of it or 
we kind of used it as a way to sort of build trust, which is sounds real weird oh, and toxic, I think. Oh, okay. We sort of push the boundaries so far that we know where we can trust each other with. If you've got a best mate and he's been having you out and then you have him out back and he kicks off or flips out or, you know, is aggressive towards you in like a physical way, then it's a little bit like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? The, the, there is sort of like a measure of character in that I think between boys and between blokes it seems to me like girls will like slag girls off behind their back whereas men like and boys will do it more to their face and the banter is more explicit like whereas yeah so women will just be like oh my god have you seen she's put on so much weight whereas like a bloke would be like Fucking hell, you put on weight, Toby yeah. Cunt. Do you know what I mean? Like, but um, I don't know, were you sensitive to that? Yeah, I think, I think it affected me. It affected me more than I'd like to let on, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I wish it never happened or anything like that. And this is only my experience as well. I can't have, be the voice for yeah, all of course. blokes yeah, in yeah. all situations. Don't you know worry, I mean? we're not because expecting you to be the, the voice of the, 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 the male population. No. <laughs> but, but you are currently. <laughs> Barely the voice of my household. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way of things. <laughs> so yeah man I think there was a, there was a little bit of a difference and I think when the banter happened between the boys in where I'm from Winslow we always we always, we were like very close very 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 close but then if it happens between people that you know if push came to shove they wouldn't be there for you Mm. So our group, whenever anyone's family member, you know, we're getting to that age now, everyone's getting a little bit older. When everyone's anyone's family member passes away or is ill or has something, some sort of event in their life that they're doing that they, you know, have achieved or whatever it is, everyone turns up. Everyone always turns up. Whereas my mates at school, the same sort of banter happened between us, but I haven't spoke to those dudes in like five or six years do you know what I mean so it can be used as a good tool if you are within a group of people that are actually friends but if it's like you circumstantially have to sort of be together in like a school or maybe even a work environment and that banter creeps in it can be sort of difficult to define the line what is okay what isn't okay what should I be all right with what shouldn't I be all right with do you know what I mean and I think, you know, you know the line between nasty and just having a joke with your mates, do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. When body image is involved. It's always the first thing, isn't it? Like anyone ever mm. slings that insult. It gets boring. It, has been for it me. gets boring after a while, to be honest. Yeah. And you can sort of you can sort of judge someone's um wit <laughs> after, <laughs> through what they go after. Do you know what I mean? It's like a fat joke, it's like, oh fucking yeah, well done, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's nice brand one. new. Never heard it. Congratulations. Yeah. Low hanging fruit there, son. <laughs> <laughs> it can be so hard for our mind to stay in problem solving mode when there's so much stress and so many bloody problems to solve adulting is hard no one told us it would <laughs> no one told you that anyway uh, <laughs> always a song yeah adulting's too hard but there's nothing better than feeling like things are a little bit more in control and you can solve at least some of the problems that come your way and one of the things that can really genuinely help with this is therapy one of the reasons that I actually started therapy a few years ago was to find ways to solve issues that were coming up that I was reacting to in a different way and it was giving me like problem solving issues and it was it made it changed my life big advocate of therapy here as well I think it's so important which is why we're really excited to be working with better help so if you don't know 
BetterHelp is a video, phone and live chat therapy service and it can be more affordable and accessible than in-person therapy because we all know waiting times, especially at the moment, are very long. So it's a really good place to start if you're considering therapy. You can even be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours, which is pretty incredible. So if you want to be a better problem solver and be a bit better when, when problems arise, then therapy can, it really can get you there. So if you fancy giving BetterHelp a try and joining the 2 million people who have already used BetterHelp, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash go love. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash go love. So how has your like relationship with like your body and your body image changed over the years? I mean, I used to have a real problem with it, like a real sort of overt fear um, with it. You know, like never take my top off when I go swimming. Always look for the really baggier things, have like quite down moments about how I was and bits and pieces. Um, and then since I've grown up, it's sort of changed, man. Like it's sort of... It's like even, you know, me and Gabs were talking about it the other day. When I first met her, I wouldn't take my top off if we went swimming. And then throughout the whole of NECA, I think I put my top on twice. Do you know what I mean? And I was probably twice or three times the size as when we first met. Don't know if age is a thing. It's just trying to calm the worry. Because when when you when you feel exposed, it I feel I feel personally, I can't talk for everyone, but I feel personally like it feels like a like a real intense fear. Like it feels like or they're going to see this or they're going to look at that or, you know what I mean? Like, and it, it can get quite overwhelming at times for me. So I think it's just learning to calm the voices and rationalize yourself that you're not in any immediate danger. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. because yeah. it can be overwhelming Like for me as well. Like I've had my shirt off and then, you know, a group of people could be laughing about something completely different, completely not about me at all. And you just like, Maybe you sit the other way in the chair or, you know what I mean? Yeah. The towel would come up. You learn coping mechanisms, don't you? But you always, I'm always the same. I always think if like there's a like, group of kids or whatever and they're laughing, I'm like, mm. oh, that, uh, that'll be me. That'll be because I'm fat. Like that'll be because of my weight. Like it's mm. horrible that that's your default yeah, thing exactly, to think man. about. But I, think, I think it's just yeah. about calming those voices. Do you know what I mean? And if you're getting everything in your life that you need... I think that can help as well. Sometimes if, so before I've like maybe been struggling at work and then, you know, the weight sort of like piggybacks onto that shame, it is always a thing. It's just how much can you calm those, calm those intense fears like that you're going to be seen or someone's going to figure it out, you know, that you're big. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. Like <laughs> yeah. And no one knows. No, I dress in baggy black clothes. I'll never know. Yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah exactly, we know man. the feeling. It must be hard as well if you're around food constantly oh, and that's your mate. passion. It's like uh, it's like a smoker working in a fucking nicotine. <laughs> what do they call yeah. it? Like a tobacco factory or but something. But it, it comes with, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I've gained a lot of weight in adult life as well for a thousand different reasons. People just do. And, you know, if you're working in food, and as I said, it's good food. Like, and food is fabulous. And Laura says a lot that, one of the biggest joys of her life is food. Like Laura loves food, obviously. Like, you know, you went on Bake Off. You don't go on that if you don't love the food and like love the art of creating it and you're the same. It feels like such a restriction for something that you love and to restrict something and you it's love. There. It's in front of you all day. And then that's why, you know, that's why diets don't work. That's why 90 whatever percent of people who do try to lose weight through a diet put it back on because it's just not sustainable but that's no. a whole different thing but yeah we're, we're totally the same and we're constantly sold we're constantly so we're constantly sold it mm. do you know what i mean if drugs were legal and we were sold them we were sold them the same way as we sold food then everyone would be eating it and the fact it's not there's no stigma really behind it 
if you smoke, someone's going to be unhappy about you smoking. Do you know what I mean? If you drink too much, someone that you love might be unhappy about you drinking too much. If you eat too much, you know, are they gonna are they gonna crack the crack the shits and you know have a go at you about it and really make you think? I don't know. Like in my experience, like I grew up big, and I think like my family, I like I was constantly told I was eating too much, I was too big, I was too this, and like I was. I just was very aware that I was different and that fat was bad and I shouldn't be in certain things. And even now, less to say that I've got older, but even now, like eating things like McDonald's in public, I I took my nieces to McDonald's the other day. We had a cinema date. And to be honest with you, it was more like a convenience thing of like, they've got to eat. We've got 40 minutes. I haven't really got time to take them to a restaurant. We're going to the cinema. And I, I felt guilty for taking them there. Mm. And then I was like really conscious of people looking at me thinking like that I was their mum and they're thinking, yeah. oh yeah. And I don't know whether it's something in my mind that people aren't even thinking, which is probably the case, but it's that it's that sort of like, oh, of course you're going to get the fatty thing. Do you know what I mean? But then if you buy the salad, yeah, then people exactly, are like, yeah. Who are you kidding? Like, you know, you're going to go home and have 10 breakaways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. There is judgment there. But that's all on judgment of other people. Again, it all comes down to like feeling judged by other people. And I think, you know, what you were saying earlier about maybe feeling a bit more chilled out with body image stuff is like, you know, Laura and I are both in our thirties as well. And it's like, you, it, it it tends to calm down a little bit. It's obviously not calmed down. We have days when we're shit and the whole point we're doing a podcast and all this kind of stuff. But um, I think age is a huge thing and just like unlearning all the shit that we grow up with. So all the stuff that people said about, you know, if you both grow up bigger or in teenagers were bigger, like mm. that they, you know, that they people said to you and stuff like that. Um, but what I wanted to ask you was back to mates a little bit for two seconds. So obviously in my, in our friendship groups and stuff, we talk about like, being young, you know, we talk about our bodies, we talk mm. about clothes, we talk like, you know, obviously Laura and I outside of the podcast talk about, you know, being bigger or body image and stuff like that. Do boys talk about that kind of thing? Or like, if you're worried about something, would you go to your mates and be like, hi boys, I'm worried about this. Well, yeah, no, not re- not really. Um, it's all subjective. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've got a really good pal, if he is your good mate, you should be able to go to him and chat about whatever it is you need to chat about. So I had a couple of mates throughout growing up, you know, that obviously, you know, we give each other banter and stuff like that. And there was a select few mates, and I remember exactly who they are, that never said anything about my weight, ever. They never made a weight joke, ever. And there's been like four people in all the mates that I've ever had that saw that as something that I really did care about, really, and had never said anything about it. Mm. But I wouldn't say that I've only ever had four mates. Yeah. Yeah. But interesting that you've never really had a conversation about your body image and your insecurities, considering from just the little that we've spoken about it, it has played quite a dominant role in your life. Mm. And I think that's really interesting because for, for girls and for women, I feel like not only, you know, we we talk about it, I feel like we're also like expected to talk about it and we're yeah. expected to like hate on ourselves. Whereas, yeah, I don't know, for, for men, it just almost feels like another taboo subject. A bit like sexuality, I think, sometimes as well, because I think sexuality can be really fluid. And I don't know what it is. It's like toxic masculinity thing. And like, are people, just men just don't talk about it? I don't think it's the people that you talk to not wanting to talk about it. I think it's, you know, the answer yeah, you're going to get. Come true. with me. I will go to the gym with you. We will do this. Yeah. I will meet you at six in the morning. And then you're like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. I just want to moan about it. I just want to cuddle, it. all right? Like yeah. Leave me alone. A cuddle in a Mars bar and then leave me alone. <laughs> 
See, if I went around to Laura's and I was like, I'm having a shit day, I, re- I feel awful and gross, Laura would be like, all right, babes, hey, here's a Mars bar, come for a cuddle. And that's what I'd get. And that's the difference. And that's kind of what I was interested in, in that, like, I feel like girls, we do get a bit more support from our female friends. You know, we've got a, we've got a community Facebook group for the podcast and their people are in there are finding their friends and finding their fat people and able to mm. have these conversations. And men on the whole don't have these kind of some about body image, about everything. And we know that, you know, male mental health is such a massive issue, but it just, it makes me sad that boys can't have those conversations with their pals, mostly a lot of the time. On that though, I do wonder what your opinion is on this, Aaron, about whether men have it, I say easier, but is it different for men in society? Like we spoke a little bit at the top of the episode about the difference between the trial I got on Bake Off and your MasterChef. I think are the pressures different for men? Like, because I wonder, I feel like for a lot of men, this whole dad bod thing is almost like what a, a movement. sort of sexy <laughs> thing, right? So it's so a Matt, he he always says like, because he's, he's a big guy and he always says, oh, just all I'd want is a dad bod. That's what he like aspires to rather than like, I want to be Ryan Reynolds. There's no female equivalent to a dad body. Like a mum body is almost like crowned upon and you must snap back after the baby weight. Like, I don't know. It feels like a bit of a double standard. Like, so... Is the pressure the same, do you feel like, or do you have an easier time? I think it is definitely less expected um, for blokes. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because you, you've got like what happens in, you know, your your gender, whatever that might be. You've got like how you blokes, how blokes talk to blokes. You know, things are sort of body image never really comes into it. But that's kind of good because it's never really measured. You know, you're not really measured by your by your size, by your male friends you know what I mean and I'm not saying mm. women do that at all I'm just saying like it never really comes into conversation maybe because it's not that much of a thing it'll only come in in a banterous way but when it goes from you know blokes to women I think it does hit a little it does hit home a lot harder do you know what I mean like you're constantly um told there's a divide from the moment you start watching telly, you know, mm. super size V super skinny in the nineties. That was a good one oh, wasn't man. It? in the early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, crikey. Thanks for that world. Like, you know, <laughs> there, there's constantly been um, a visual divide between big and small, you know what yeah. I mean? That, that we are taught. It only matters as much as you want to buy into that. And if you're completely surrounded by that noise your whole life, it's, it's I guess I think that's true actually because I, I suppose it does depend on personal experience because like, I've got some friends who are in you know very small almost and some skinny bodies who will nitpick at the smallest thing and and think that they're fat and I I used to be very intolerant of it to be honest with you um, and I think I've gotten better now actually just kind of going like more like kind of calling them out but in like an educational way and just being like oh you know that's not really great to say like you feel fat because it's not really a feeling and all of those things whatever but I will say that like for everyone's experience that it's real like I've got one friend who is is very slim but her parents mother in particular absolute bitch and made her feel like she was fat even though she's you know she grew up really slim and but her worth she, her her mum basically like like not even like inexplicably like completely explicitly said like her worth was basically measured by her looks so her face her hair her body and she was like basically told her that all it was matters was that she was slim and beautiful so that she would find and bag a man and that kind of thing and I think although my parents made mistakes my dad in particular was very very mean to me growing up like it was never that I had to look like a model it was just 
don't be so fat. <laughs> but for some people, like, yeah, I guess, yeah, their experience is real. So it does depend. Yeah. No, but people have grown up with like all these different levels coming at them from every angle. This is, this is, you know, all genders of fat is bad skinny is good yeah. right and so we're all sitting with that now and here we all are as adults and we've got that in us and I think Aaron you made a really good point of like it's kind of down to us to, to to decide how much we let that affect us and it's so much easier said than done hence why we're doing a whole podcast but it's like of course it's time to unlearn that shit fat doesn't mean bad skinny doesn't mm. mean bad it's mm. just what who the fuck cares we're mm. all just trying to get out of this thing alive and yeah, yeah, like have yeah, the best yeah. time while we're here and it's it's refreshing to hear because I feel like there are a lot of things that I do think women do have it worse in terms of the reaction that we get to our body image. And I saw a really good TikTok this morning and it was something like some of the best rappers ever, specifically black male rappers have been big guys, right? Mm. I never, never got ever, you know, ridiculed or, or slated for their size. However, there you've got Lizzo doing the same thing, being fantastic at her job and she gets slated every single second of the day and mm. there is a double standard there. Yeah, you're but, right, yeah. So I think it does it does sway sadly on our side, but however, we're talking about it. What I see, what I've been seeing on Instagram and TikTok for years now is us talking about this. We have a podcast about this. What I'm not seeing is anybody talking about male body image and I yeah. think I followed a guy at the beginning of lockdown on TikTok, which probably everyone did, plus size male model, and I'm seeing a couple of them now and it's good that that's been spoken about about, but it's not the same yet. I think what it is, is that for a long time, we, again, we talk about the beauty standard. One type of woman could, could wear the things that she wears yeah. and like do the twerking and stuff. So she's come out and she's doing it and she's an unapologetic fatty. Right. And so I think that for a long time, society expects you to be like a good fatty, like yes, eat put the salad. on your cardigan and cover up your arms. Hide yourself away because <laughs> we don't want to see it. And how dare you be actually like, you know, confident in yourself and love yourself. And it makes me a little bit cross. I get very defensive about Lizzo because I feel like she can't win no matter what she does. Um, but people are like, oh, she's promoting being a big body. Is she? Name one song. She's just literally singing and wearing fabulous clothes. Um, and I feel like, she, yeah, there is such a double standard. But also, like, if she was in baggy clothes, like the male rappers, she probably wouldn't get the airtime like she wouldn't but even she's privileged in the sense that like she's so beautiful and she she spoke about this actually recently she said that like so many record people said to her when she was kind of basically coming up in the ranks and stuff and, and getting known they were like the face the face is great like we can work with the face like that is cool like the body that's not gonna wash like why no. do we care it doesn't that doesn't her body doesn't impact her ability to sing to songwrite no. to play the shitting flute like it doesn't she's so you know fit I mean? and healthy and like, let's not forget i know so many guys who like bigger girls do you know what i mean like are any of them single <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> I want to talk to you about that because when I was growing up and like dating, I felt like no one would like me publicly. So they might have had a preference for bigger girls, right? But they, it was always like, oh, yeah, don't tell anyone. But so do you think that's changed now, Aaron? Is that different now? Because you said you've got friends that like bigger women. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I'm just older and it's like, you don't just, you know what I mean? People grow up. Yeah. What blokes talk about in their early 20s, teens, what girls talk about in their early 20s, teens, isn't like the most concise factual you know what i mean you know fucking world-based knowledge is it it's just what what they're exposed to at the time and stuff like that and that can be very damaging so i, I think i think i don't really hear about it much anymore not because it isn't a thing just because i'm out of that age group 
I think that's probably mm. a good thing, you know. I think that the fact that it's not being like talked about and ridiculed and joked about is probably a good thing. Everyone's growing up. And I think like, so I'm dating at the minute and I'm finding that, you know, when I'm getting like a sort of good chat going with a guy and I've got like full length photos and stuff and I will kind of be like, at some point in time, it will come up that I'm bigger. Like I will make, I will raise it to be like, oh, do you like curvy girls and stuff like mm. that? And they'll be like, um, I don't really care. It's more about the personality and when I've met the guys, they've said that as well and seem quite genuine. So I, I'm hoping that's the way it's going because when you get a bit older, I'm not a dickhead. I just happen to be in a bigger body. I've had a very, you know, lucky experience with my partner that she doesn't really care, you know, openly about what size I am. You know, I've, I just, I've, I feel personally very, very lucky for the, for this, what I've been subjected to. Do you know what I mean? Some of the chat in the kitchens was pretty tough sometimes, you know, with people that you weren't really mates with seniors and whatever, you'd get certain nicknames. I think I was called pig for a year in one of the, Oh my God. It's just not inventive, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like come up with something better for fuck's sake. Come on. Yeah. Pig private pile was another one. That was a good one. What does that mean? Private pile? Uh, Off of um, some movie, some big guy in a movie, some, sometime. Samuel Tyler, Fucking hell. For you girls, what when you're exp- are you ever like exposed to like is it the name calling or what is like the biggest thing for you that's like fucking hell, I wish that would stop it, it'd make it easier. I think for me it was like the irony of being like the weight of other people's opinions, um, like what other people thought about me, like and I still feel like it defines me, my weight. Even now, I don't know if it's because of COVID or lockdown or whatever, but like if I meet someone, like if I meet someone and they're like, Oh, I follow you on Instagram. Uh, rather than being like oh that's so lovely thank you my first thought is oh my god I bet I'm so much fatter and uglier in real life no you don't think genuinely that. I do I do I think that and I think when I was younger before all of this lark I think for me it was about being like attractive and about kind of so I think I really still struggle it's with that it's wanting to be like, wanted isn't it do you know what I mean yeah and I never felt like, really desirable until I started dating and I had a couple of boyfriends that were like really nice and did make me mm. feel like sexually desirable the bar there is the bar yeah. <laughs> but yeah never really like i never really had that there's just so many more things to think about when you're in a bigger body that i don't think people in smaller bodies no yeah no 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 for sure they never, never have to worry about wearing a t-shirt and a shirt over the top just so they don't look so big do you know what i mean it's just like what fits what looks good how am i feeling what's going on yeah. today do you know what i mean there's always like a secondary thought and that and i think that does come from that like it's not a, it's not a fear of being exposed but it's just like a protective thing you know protect those mm. protect those feelings protect those boundaries that you may or may not yeah. even feel exist with people do you know what i mean it's like a it's like keeping the shell you know and and that might be putting the pillow in a certain place or flicking the t-shirt down in a certain way or like do you know what i mean yeah. like pulling these things constantly across which i've been doing it's so interesting because like i don't obviously like i don't like I wish you didn't have these insecurities but I, I will say like and I think a lot of people listening will think the same that it's actually quite refreshing to hear that it's not just us girls yeah. and women that feel like that and I think have to think about that and worry about it um that it does cross over it's just not really spoken about yeah. as much I think I'd like I'd love to see more like we're, we're starting to see representation in places that matter for example Lizzo we're not seeing that as much in with males in music tv we you know we see the fact that we've always seen a male fat character mm. but I'm talking like the Pete Griffins and the Homer Simpsons and they've got their skinny mm. wives that's a whole separate conversation but mm. those are fat jolly characters they are silly they're lazy and we're not seeing the kind of 
all the work that we're doing with, with, with female and women body image, we're not seeing them out. And I'd love to see that. Do you think that that would help? Do you think if like you start to get that representation, like if that would help like the kids at school now? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think that representation on its own does you give, does give you a bit of a safety guard. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The fact that people are subconsciously exposed to that in a, in a positive way does give you a little bit of a safety card of always oh, just a big funny one. You know what I mean? And that gives you a socially accepted category to dive into. Yeah, that's really you know? true, actually. Do you know what that's I mean? Really so, so although although it's not the best portrayal, you know what I mean? It, it does sort of give you a little bit of breathing space when you are a bigger bloke. That's true. Whereas, yeah, f- for sure, with, with women, you're having a hard time fucking making it normal. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? All the like, women, all the female fat characters, Ursula. <laughs> that's who we got, do you know what I mean? At least your guys are like happy. Are the like evil or wanting to end the world? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, mate, I don't know, man. There's no fucking. I mean, you just got to carry on, carry on, carrying on, carry on um, advocating it. Do you know what I mean? Talking about it, making it public conversation. Yeah, I saw a meme the other day. I can't remember who it was, but it was like an early two thousand TV program, and it was like. Right, let's go see the fatties. And it was just met like every mainstream, like no Fatty fucks hell. given. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you remember like TV programs back in the day just being completely brutal. Yeah, maybe we did an episode on it recently. It was it, it was a fucking nightmare. But what we just need to do is like you, you said, like keep on keeping on, and it's kind of it's just changing the script of fat is bad, fat mm. is just whatever, fat doesn't matter. Like we're bigger. and not demonizing skinny people either like just about saying isn't it that like we all come in different shapes and sizes and that health looks different on everyone and it i think Mm. that's the struggle i i I have sometimes people say like oh we're promoting obesity and it's not i'm not saying to people go and eat 40 pizzas a day i'm saying be healthy like have a healthy attitude when it comes to your body or exercise and food i don't have one but i'd like to (laughs) well it's mental health as well do you know what i mean health doesn't necessarily you can be the fittest bloke in the world but if you don't feel good about yourself you know there's a statistic there do you know what i mean i think health health is both and we're not we don't take into account that side of it you know and yeah health is health is not appearance essentially and it's also about the fact that yeah the way that we look is just not that interesting it's a bit boring but the fun bit about you is that you're a really cool chef and i'm really hoping that you're gonna make us some food at some point because i've seen it all i saw the bacon sandwich the other day and i can't cope <laughs> yeah you're gonna make us food when's that happening is it now is it today well, uh, where are you <laughs> I will be wherever you need me to be if that bacon sandwich is at the end of it. <laughs> if you're not following Aaron already on socials, you absolutely must do. That's the most yes, amazing oh feed content. Saturday steaks. Oh, honestly, Aaron, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast. You've been an absolute joy. And it's been a real eye opener, genuinely, as well. Thank you so, so much for sharing and being so open. No worries. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> today's patreon sponsor ro lacy richardson ro we bloody love you thank you so much for helping the show continue thank you so much ro and if you'd like to support the show head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself where you can sponsor the show for as little as one pound a week get ad-free content and early episodes and help keep the show going oh my god laura did you see that a few weeks ago we had one of our lovely go love yourself listeners erica she ran the london I know, it's so incredible. And she was actually posted on the London Marathon's Instagram account too. And the caption was, this is what victory looks like. And guess what? The comments were actually really nice. Love um, this. So pleased to say that. Uh, here are some of them. 
Someone said, uh, make this woman the official athlete of next year's marathon. And then someone else said, my heart, this is what running is truly about, a space for everyone. That's so lovely. And someone even said, to this dear woman, I have tears of joy for you. You are incredible. I am so, so happy for you. Congratulations on your great accomplishment. And I hope to see you out there one day. I've always wanted to run a marathon in my lifetime. I think you just gave me the inspiration to do it. Much love to you and to all of you who ran the London Marathon. I just think that's amazing. I think people who run the marathon are amazing. That always used to be my favourite day when I lived in London was going to watch the marathon and cheer people on. And it is so amazing to see people in bigger bodies accomplishing these humongous, you know, fitness essentially challenges. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it everywhere. And like, Erica, congratulations. That's so amazing. Like you've raised money for charity as well as, but also you've inspired, you know, lots of people to potentially do the same. And I just think that's amazing. Bloody brilliant. That's made my day. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check out our Patreon and Apple subscription options where you can support the show for as little as £1 a week. We'll chat to you guys next week. But if you want a little bit more of Go Love Yourself in your week, then you can check us out on Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod and our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.